name is Imani. And my name is Andrea. And you're listening to Phase Your Words. So for our listeners who might not be uh, familiar with uh, with you, can you please introduce yourselves? And also, we would like to welcome Brown Girls Read to our podcast. Thank you so much. Um, my name is Damantivana. I'm one of the hosts of Brown Girls Read podcast. Hi, my name is Kathy Thakur, and I'm the second co-host of Brown Girls Read podcast. And I think uh, just to give a little introduction of our podcast, we are called Brown Girls Read because we read one of the books in each of our episodes and then we discuss that book. Uh, And we also get authors of the books to discuss it with us. So what are some of your highly anticipated reads for this year? I guess one of the books that I'm really excited to read, and actually I've read it before as well, but I'm excited to read it and discuss it with Daman on our podcast is Palace of Illusions by Chitra, uh, I think her name is Chitra Karuni. Right. Yeah. 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 So that is a book that I read, like, I think two years back and I loved it. It's actually... It talks about one of the mythologies that is really popular in the Indian culture and mythological event has been told to told from generations and generations from the point of men. But in this book, she has told that event from the point of view of a woman. That was a very central part of that whole uh, that whole event. So so, yeah, and her writing is amazing. So I'm excited to discuss that with Daman. Uh, what was one of your favorite books from last year that you've read? I think one of my favorite books from the last year that I read was It's About Damn Time by Arlen Hamilton. It is nonfiction and it's written by Arlen Hamilton, who's a, uh, who's a CEO of a venture capitalist firm in the US. And she's, she's like the only one of the only black and gay CEOs in Silicon Valley. And she has told her journey uh, from, you know, being on food stamps and being out of a job to becoming this amazing CEO of a, of a venture capitalist. So it was pretty exciting to read her journey. Nice. And what would you say is some of your essential equipment for your, doing a podcast as far as like any advice for beginner podcasters who are out there or just people who are curious about starting a podcast? I think in the beginning, we, before COVID, when we could actually meet in person, we used Audacity, which is a free software to record directly. And I do have a Yeti mic, but I don't think that's a requirement. You can also do with simple like I have Apple earphones, which I've used in many of our recordings. They're like the basic free ones you get. And nowadays with COVID, we use Zoom to record. The other question that I wanted to know is because you are using Audacity and Zoom, how long does it typically take to edit a podcast episode? Like, does it take a really long time? Or would you say that now that it's been, I believe, almost a year for you guys, would you say that it's a little shorter? That's perfect. And then I think so initially last year, what happened was Daman used to edit uh, the entire podcast and, you know, like add, add any, 
like you know add any advertisements that we got and everything else but i think in the middle of the year we decided to divide that responsibility among the both of us so what happens is when uh, we record we record an episode i take a first stab at editing it and i do the basic editing right like uh, removing some filler words from the guests or making it a little bit more compact uh, removing the unwanted you know unwanted things that the guests don't want to share or we don't want to share and stuff like that and then so it takes me about it doesn't take me a long time it takes me about i think 1 hour or maximum 2 hours a week to do that and then i hand it over to daman where she does the final editing and uh, uploads the podcast on anchor yeah so i'll finish up with like any voice modulations that are needed and add all the sound that we have for it and then you know organize where the ads would go and all of that and i think same like kathy it takes me anywhere between 1 to 2 hours for each episode oh that's okay i don't feel so bad <laughs> i would say yeah when we were starting out it would take us about maybe 3 or 4 hours in the beginning because i was learning the ropes of anchor and like trying to figure out how to use anchor and now that it's been well we started in august so now it's already january and i've gotten used to like knowing okay what points do i cut off and what points do i keep in and that's honestly it's a tough journey to like figure out because a lot of the times you want to keep everything in and then sometimes you just want to toss everything out so it's like that struggle of figuring out okay what part yeah. actually sounds good what part <laughs> sounds bad and what should i there Our episodes were like way longer than they are now because now we have learned that it's okay to cut a few things out. Uh do you have a mocktail recipe for New Year's? Do you know to again to celebrate it to kind of like yeah, we we've done it. When it came to like deciding what book or like what topics you guys wanted to discuss on your podcast, did you plan it out month by month or do you kind of just there's a book that came out that you both really like and you just decide to talk about it for that month? I think it's been a mix of all of those things. Some books we really anticipate reading so they go on our uh, list. And sometimes it's like a new book came out we didn't know about it before. We'll just throw it in the mix. And sometimes um we have very different reading tastes sometimes. Like Kathy is more of a non-fiction person and I tend to gravitate towards fiction. so we also like leave room for both of our choices and it actually makes the episodes very interesting yeah and that's one of the things i love about your podcast is the fact that it's got both of your perspectives in it and as well as your passion for book reading which i feel like it just makes the whole podcast more enjoyable especially when you throw in the cocktails that you do on the side <laughs> or just various other things that you throw in to make it different um Thank and that's you. something that i really loved when i like stumbled upon Thanks. your podcast and yeah that's why i continue to listen to it as well um and now i'm going to hand over the questions to andrea so andrea <laughs> Thank you very much. You mentioned the mocktails as well, like the cocktails and the mocktails, which again, it, I think I agree with you. It adds a uh, like an own like unique way to kind of catch like a viewer's attention. Like, oh, this is very interesting. They talk about various topics and issues, and adding that as well. And with it, I like to ask, um, you know, 
what type of mocktail recipes uh, do you do for like New Year's sort of thing? Because, you know, we're, I mean, we're also entering to the new year, although very, we've survived 2020. So congrats to all of us, right? And uh, <laughs> right. And that's a struggle in itself. But- so I have one which um, is just my own concoction. It's not a recipe we have made on our happy hours or anywhere. So what I do is I take a little bit of a pomegranate juice or any juice you can take and then add you know those sparkling waters with flavor in it so I get the grapefruit flavor one and just add a few blueberries and lime and that's a great mocktail for me interesting that sounds delicious um and another question yeah uh, another question I have is uh, what is your favorite cocktail or mocktail that you've ever made uh, for the podcast or what is like your favorite or like your number one like uh, thing to make when I'm making a cocktail? I think well, I really loved making the sangria that we made yeah. Daman, and <laughs> I think it was also because I was surprised that it had so many different kinds of alcohol in it and it tasted really good so that also I think made me feel proud of myself that <laughs> I made a legend drink. <laughs> also, it has fruit in it, uh, remember, Kathy? So also healthy. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know you guys are talking about mocktails. Uh, we haven't done one on our happy hour yet, but we are planning to do one in coming weeks. So do check that out when we publish that. We'll look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like for our audience we noticed like our demographics has like a lot of minors as well as like you know people who are in college and like graduated college so we try to cater to towards everyone obviously very difficult sometimes <laughs> um, but generally we uh, try to keep it so that way like the drinks or recipes that we um, put on our show are something that everyone can try um, Hi there, and welcome to the Raise Your Words cooking segment. Today's menu is Mango Mimosa, a nice cocktail to start off the new year. Now, let's get started. First, you need two-thirds parts of champagne or club soda as a substitute for the champagne if you're underage or you do not like drinking any alcohol, and a champagne glass, preferably. Next, you need one-third part of orange juice. And lastly, a couple of frozen mango cubes. Stir it all together, and bam, now you have a Mango Mimosa. So a toast for the new year. Hopefully everyone will be in good health and take care of yourself. That being said, bon appetit and see you next time. Bye. And that's kind of what we've been doing. I don't know if it's going to change like as we keep like as we grow and everything, but I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, as yeah, also we... grow. <laughs> Yeah, right. I think also initially we were kind of wary of, you know, even in our episodes, like, you know, use some bad words or something like that. But I guess what happened was when we were discussing books, we were like, okay, this is this is our true feelings. And this is a word that expresses it really well. So why not? Yeah, I did notice the change like in your later episodes as you both of you got more comfortable with like doing podcasts uh, that it 
uh, shifted and I love seeing that shift and I'm hoping as we get like more comfortable and uh, with recording that that's going to be something that happens as well. Yeah, just to quote another book here, I think we just over time got the courage to be disliked. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Right. And I think also, I think when I also listen to like other podcasts and so on, or even some, it's just, it's, it's like a mixture of like, yes, you're putting like, like your best foot forward, but you also want to put your personality into it. Because I think like at the end of the day is when you want to like, uh, listen to a certain thing, or like, even in a speech, you want to feel like a, like a living being is there. You want to feel like, oh, I can somewhat relate to this person, or I could feel like a personality in this rather than like this cold-hearted robot that's like do do you know so I mean and, and with listening to your podcast and others you really do feel it you again like but even for per- personality I think it's just you feel that like there's a person at the end of it you know even though like, you haven't met this person or so on there's someone there and it's like oh th- these seem really interesting I want to hear more about them and like oh I relate to that too and so on um and it kind of goes and actually ironically enough to my next question hopefully it's a decent segue um you know again you talk about you know important topics within your books and books within your uh, reviews and so on uh and discussions and uh i thought for a very fun question would be is what are your thoughts and feelings on misinterpretation in books because sometimes well actually more like a lot of times there's a lot of whitewashing uh there's sometimes a lot when certain authors or directors or writers will add a like person of color or so on for the sake of quote unquote interpret like quote unquote oh we have one we have someone there but you know it's filling in a quota rather than like actually creating a character who is a person of color um, that actually has a personality and so on so what are your feelings and thoughts on that because you know we we talk about it right but you know we should really I think uh, really highlight this issue and really focus on like what can we do for these things or what could we be more aware of when um, consuming media and books and so on? I absolutely agree with you, Andrea. And to be honest, it really bothers me. Like as a South Asian, I feel to begin with representation is minimal. And then, like you said, there are books that will have one or two Indian characters, but they're not well-written characters. They don't have the complexity or the depth that's given to others. And then even in books that are written by South Asians, sometimes I feel like they end up playing into certain stereotypes and it's even harder to find well-written female characters in those. Like it's you just so many intersections there. And I've seen that people try to write a complicated and a flawed female character and end up writing someone who is just negative or rebellious without a reason so yeah I think it's it's a big problem but I also feel that recently at least there's more room for representation so Mm -hmm. it's a step in the positive direction for sure that's true and like also with the the big uh, bump in popularity with social media younger generations are getting more aware of it and paying more attention to it and I think that I think what I've noticed too is sometimes even for female writers you know you don't have much of like a reference there's like okay well I have this one female writer I see but sometimes other female writers are inspired by male writers 
And at the end of the days, um, we don't have a lot of, I think, good examples of how to write, I think, women, especially teenage girls within books in media. Yeah. And it's just hard. It's not if like, I don't say it as like a cry for help, like, oh, we need it. It's more of a, like, a, not more of a nagging sense, but more of, they're complicated. They're really hard to write because again, it's like you, you have to be that person to start at square one. So it's like, okay, how can I give this message out without feeling very like, oh, this is the perspective of a man or perspective of this if, rather than like, oh, this is what, you know, the, hopefully the goal is like, oh, I remember when I was a teenager and feeling like this or a teenage girl can go, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I remember puberty was awful. I don't want, oh, I, I feel all these emotions. And like, when I see a guy, all of a sudden, it's just like, I don't know how to talk anymore. And like tongue twisters. And why am I sweating? And why, why is my hand sweating? Oh my God. Oh, he's going to say hi, or she's going to say hi to me. Or they, you know, non-binary, we don't judge here. We're, we're a welcoming home. And you're like, oh my goodness. Right. True. So or even it's like, hard. even with like Muslim protagonists in right. Like, popular books and things like that like a lot of the times you'll see books in the media where they'll say oh we have a Muslim character but then halfway through the book she takes off her hijab and it's for like some white guy or something and I'm like I'm <sighs> sure there's stories where uh -huh. it's like at like I'm sure it's true and things like that but like as a Muslim reader and somebody mm -hmm. who just wants like accurate representation it's so frustrating because the only books that I've read like that where it was actually accurate I would say I can count on like one hand how many books there are which is really sad considering and I think even because there's very less South Asian characters or minority characters it somehow starts to represent the entire community with like one or two characters that are in the media which is not right because mm -hmm. we can be equally complex like complicated complex and good and bad in our communities as white people are but just because they show us as my like you know this model minority or like the parents are shown in such a stereotypical way in most books i think mm -hmm. also sets a very wrong idea for the readers exactly like I agree because it's funny enough I had this discussion with my uh, with my co with my host with my co-host Amani like literally last night uh, how I just told her it's really scary how people are really learning about the world through books and and tv shows and I mean by that is not like you know a person who like goes to a country and like talks to the people in different parts of the country and does research meaning like pretty much what you touched on where a person will read a book and go like, oh, uh, South Asians will talk like this and act like this because I read this one book and, you know, right. Like they're, you know, parents don't teach them like, hey, this part isn't real. Like try to actually go out there and talk to different East Asians and, and so on or different or different people from different cultures and walks of life and races. And I think that's when that bubble, bubble will pop because I think people get so scared and also talking to people or the way they get exposed to certain environments that they're in, you know, you know, they don't tell their kids, Hey, like, this isn't real, you know, go outside and talk to people, <laughs> you know, like, you know, that one time you're scared talking to a cashier, you know, say, hi, I don't know, like shake their hand. Like, well, not now because of COVID, but like <laughs> sociably distancely, you know, meet other people via online or whatever. Meaning of, I guess what I'm trying to go with this ramble is, you know, if we don't encourage people to like go outside their 
political, social, whatever bubble and meet different types of people via, again, via, via race, ethnicity and so on, the more that people will really rely on like certain stereotypes to, to understand a certain uh, ethnicity or culture and, and race. Absolutely. And that's terrifying. Yeah. Like that's yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Like how yeah. can you live in a world like, I mean, cause I grew up with like my parents always teaching me like different cultures and so on. I'm not perfect, but it's like, I never see people as like a stereotype. It's like, you know, there's more to a person than the color of their skin or, or um, the culture that they're brought up. Like we're people at the end of the day, right? We're more than that. We're more than that. That's just who we are on the outside, right? So it's just, it's just terrifying. Like, how can you live in a world like that? And hopefully like you or others, you know, who, who, cause I think the only change can happen is if people of color and so on write books from their perspective and, and push it out there. Cause I feel like that's like the only change we're really going to see for, so for people to learn about the world through media. I think that's, I think that's the only solution I can really think of, but you know, I, I hope for the best, I hope, but I think with technology and stuff, hopefully kids are seeing that and they're like, okay, let's not do that. <laughs> let's not stereotype people. That's not great. And like move forward. Cause man, it's, it's just sad. <laughs> just a very sad time. Yeah. I think you're right. It comes from a lot of ignorance or like unwillingness to learn about different cultures. And I mean, it's also someone on the part of parents as well. They have, they have a responsibility to, uh, you know, ma- introduce their kids to different cultures through books right? And also it depends on us as adults as well. Like I never bothered to look into what a Black person feels, um, you know, staying in a country like the US and whatever is happening around them. And then Mm -hmm. I read like uh, a book about that was written um, by a minority and I loved it. Like that was the first time I realized, you know, and I kept thinking about it, uh, their account of whatever happened, whatever has been happening in the US. And I kept thinking about that. And I was like, wow, I never thought about it from their perspective, right? And that is how Mm -hmm. I got a little bit of, you know, a little bit more insight into what they're feeling. And how can we be more, how can we be more empathetic towards them? Right? So Mm -hmm. I think it, it definitely opens up your mind reading about different, different cultures and, different you know religions even so oh of course yeah absolutely i knew this one person where they're um you know they're from mexico but they're also jewish and one one person was like what there's jewish people in mexico it's like yeah it's a it's a country you know it's (laughs) although it's heavily you know catholic it's a country full of people you know there's there's also people wow you know so it's just it's i think it's just kind of yeah, like if, if we expose and you said being empathetic, we'll see it. It's just like, I, I guess I get so surprised or like, I don't know, like watch the news, read an article. I don't know, go to BBC, you know, just read. And yeah, I, I think also adding that knowledge, if we don't, like, I hope I don't sound like a card salesman knowledge, you know, um, or those like bad motivational speakers. But if we, if we just, if you just take the, if people take the time to just read like different news outlets from around the world, I think that would also help a lot just at, you know, just read different news sources of different countries and, you know, get that perspective on it. You know, that's, I think also to the only solution we can really go for it uh, on a lighter note, um, since we're talking about knowledge and uh, exposing and uh, getting to learn other cultures, ethnicities and races and so on. Uh, what are some positive tips to keep a positive mindset in the new year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> because yeah, again, 2020 has been kind of rough 
right? You know, for all of us. 2021 is looking interesting as well. But oh, yes. Uh, yeah, hopefully, if both of you have any positive uh, tips or just uh, general tips on staying positive during rough years, definitely let us know. Yeah, like if you have like a, what are, I guess I could say is like, um, what are, what are things that helped you to stay positive currently entering to this year or any tips for our listeners, for your listeners of all, like what are like even the smallest things uh, or positive tips to just help, um, again, keep that positive uh, and clear mindset for entering to a new year? Yeah, that's a very good question. Actually, I think one of the things that I practiced last year was gratitude. And because I guess it's also easier to, you know, practice gratitude in a situation like that, where you are seeing everything and everyone crumbling around you. And, but your life is still okay, right? If you think about it, because when you see all of these third world countries and what is happening to unfortunate people around them, around in, the, in those countries, you kind of get a perspective on how bad or like, or how much worse your life can get. But if I think what I started thinking about was that I don't have to think about getting a huge salary raise, even if I'm working like triple hard, like in 2020, because, because at least I have a job and I'm thankful about it, right? Um, I don't have to build, I guess, I don't have to build a multi, multi-million dollar business, uh, but I can just, I am just grateful that I have, you know, I'm staying in with my family and I have a shelter and I don't have to, you know, scramble for food or I don't have to uh, work, like go out and work like all the other health workers were doing, right? I could just, my job is such that I can just sit at home and work, right? So just practicing like that, those small, um, small, everyday things that make you feel uh, make you feel thankful about your situation I think that has helped me keep a positive mindset and you know kind of like not basically keep anxiety aside for the entire of last year I agree with Kathy even for me gratitude has been a big thing and like you said Kathy it's almost in our faces with the way 2020 has been like how lucky we are to just sit at home and work and still earn a salary and be holding jobs because people have lost jobs people have to go out and so much is happening so definitely that's up there but I think I also had a mix of you know distraction and reflection going on there like I would every day I started taking long walks in 2021 with my mask on and my headphones in. So I would listen to some podcasts or some books. So it would be my one hour of relaxing every day. And I think it really helped me unwind all that subconscious stress that was piling up from the year that we had. I can fully relate with that. Just yeah, take, just taking that walk and just finally having some time to actually just sit with the things that you feel like very insecure about or things that you've never kind of like emotionally uh I would say resolve and just or even yeah like what's calling with what was currently going on with the all the emotions in your life and figuring like okay how do we solve this like you know just rolling up your sleeves getting like that whiteboard and going okay step one I'll figure out step one 
we'll get there. Step two, take a deep breath. All right. You know, um, but I, I relate on that because it's just, it's scary because the moment you have some time to sit down alone with your thoughts, you're like, oh, this is scary. I don't like this. I want to go out, but like, I can't go out. So, but sometimes it's good because uh, I think at times you just need to be a best friend with yourself and emotionally like sort of confined with yourself of like, okay, um, am I really doing okay? Or am I just being tough so then everyone around me can I can help the people around me so then I can uh, motivate them and help them during these dark times because sometimes even the people that we help uh, at the end of the day you know it's good to also have some help for yourself and you know take some time for a bit for yourself to feel I think not only recharged but feel somewhat at ease although it's not perfect you know you can just you're you're somewhat suitable where you are currently and you can move forward on it and not really dwell within it or uh feel like oh am I going back like no I'm going forward just like I think it was the one therapist said like uh you know be a best friend to yourself right be that older sibling for yourself take good care for yourself sometimes I'm like okay well I could do better next time But I, I like the title of your podcast, Raise Your Oh, uh, Thank you. Uh, it has a, its own background history because initially it was going to be done as part of a magazine publication. And then when the magazine publication didn't want to uh, take it on, I still wanted to go forward with it. So I was told I could keep the name and I was like, that's great because I came up with the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. Uh, I have is uh, any advice for someone who wants to start a podcast? So, um, you know, because some people feel really terrified. Like I, I felt terrified myself. I'm like, how do I speak to people? Okay, step one, take a deep breath, right? Um, or in my talk. case, I know I felt like, okay, how do I start learning how to create graphics? How do I start learning how to like? you know, what do I need to work on and what do I keep, um, which I think we kind of discussed a little bit of that part. But I guess going in, uh, based on what you know now from when you started, what advice would you give? I think I probably speak for both of us when I say our advice would be just do it. I mean, I can't emphasize yeah. <laughs> how little we thought about it when we started. We just wanted to do it and we did it. Like I had some knowledge on how to do some basic editing and I knew some things about podcast platforms, but that's about it. And everything else we just learned on the way. And I don't think we have changed on that mindset in last year. We think if you want to do it, just jump into it and you'll figure it out. Right. I think that's the way I have been leading my entire life. (laughs) I mean... It's really just like, I want to do something and, you know, what is in my hands, like in order to bring something out into the world, what can I do right now? The smallest thing, right? And I just start from there. So you don't have to like wait to create. And I've seen, I, and you're right, you know, I've seen people who wait for like six months and seven months and a year to, so that, you know, they're waiting for the right time, I guess, but, but there is no right time. That's Whenever true. you start is the right time, right? So yeah, I totally agree with them. And my only advice would be if I'm even like eligible to give an advice is to just <laughs> is to just just start, just record your first episode and publish it and then start marketing it on your own social media and see how it goes, right? And yeah, just keep doing it. 
then as you do it you figure out what went wrong and you improve on it and i think that's the process with every single thing no matter how prepared you want to be it's still going to be like that right yeah and there have been episodes in our in our podcast as well that we don't like but <laughs> <laughs> but I that's that. like <laughs> yeah that's like you know a learning <laughs> learning curve right right there so yeah that kind of brings us to our next question which is um what is your favorite and least favorite episode from what you guys have so far i think we are unanimous on least favorite yeah <laughs> <laughs> we did this episode on uh cheryl strade's book wild we really um had great notes on the book i think we had great things to discuss but we had very low energy i think we were trying to be very uh, productive with the weekend to like do it early in the morning and do other things in the day but it really showed in the podcast episode that we were so low in enthusiasm and energy and we just hate that ep- episode now yeah Yeah when any, anyone's telling me you know I'm going to go and listen to your epi- your podcast and I'm like please don't listen to that episode I know on our end we definitely have a favorite and least favorite episode and even for us we're like okay don't listen to that episode listen to this episode if you're going to listen to any episode um but I think like one of the things that both of you have said that like we've taken into account is like definitely just keep practicing even when like you don't feel like doing it all the time which I feel like is a great motto to have especially if it's something that you want to pursue and it's something that you want to do um and that uh so so I want to add to so I just want to add saying sometimes when you're scared of it it means you're ready not in like a but for some senses of like if you're scared to start a podcast or like scared to like write something or do something I think that's I think a good sign that you should go for it because in a way you're like your anxiety is like oh I'm trying to protect you but it's like nah I got this I'm gonna you know safety net it I'm gonna go with a safety net and just dive in and I think because we live in a time where like, oh, we needed, we need to be this perfect at this time. And, you know, everyone's doing this and we always compare ourselves to others and we hope like, oh, we want it to be perfect. But in reality, it's, you know, the people who look and do it so effort- effortlessly have done it for years and done it for like a good year. So like sometimes, you know, the more you can pay yourself, the more you're never going to start anything and you just push and you go in this like negative corner rather than just, I think sometimes we should advocate like, hey, it's okay to fall on your face or it's okay. It wasn't perfect the first time. We're gonna, you need to get somewhere. So you need to start from ground zero and it's fine. It's fine to, to stump on this or not sound great on the first episode or say, um, a lot, you know, just, you know, we need to, I feel we need to push more of like, it's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to make a giant mistake. That's how we learn. That's how we move forward. Like we're not, we're, we're not going to start or be the person who we want to be in like maybe the next month. If we don't, you know, be scared to fail. You know, so I, I just wanted to add that as well. So go for it. Don't be scared. You got this. You know, it's the worst that can happen. You don't start. Yeah, it. That's, that's the worst thing. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Right. <laughs> um, so I guess that kind of leads us to our last question for you all. And that's essentially, we let all of our career episode guests pick their own titles for their episode. And so if you got to name yours, what would it be? Yeah, that's a good question. And 
well i think i, I don't know that one yeah, you have an answer I, I, to that <laughs> It's like rendezvous <laughs> with brown girls. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yes. Oh, oh nice. Like See, Daman is good with uh with with names, and you she know, came up with the name brown girls <laughs> as well. I wow. love the brown girls name. <laughs> you know, I uh, brown girls readers are great. Like it just rolls off the tongue. So, yeah. <laughs> I may have to come to you if I need. ideas on podcast title episodes <laughs> <laughs> but it's like just the two of us talking and we're doing our own episode i'm like okay think of a title think of a title what's catchy um which is which is oh, nice. nice when that happens so um yeah that's i guess a little background story on raise your words is that we uh initially it was from a rumi quote and we just really liked the rumi quote uh, raise your words not your uh voice um and we were just like you know what we'll go with that raise your words <laughs> it went through multiple different uh color changes but we finally settled on one that we liked and andrea was actually the person who came up with the graphic for that so very thankful that everything ended up working out <laughs> everything came in one piece we're all, <laughs> yeah, we all survived thank you for joining us in our career episode you've been listening to raise your words You can follow them at Brown Girls Read Pod on Instagram. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever you're tuning in from. We're also at Raise Your Words Pod on Instagram. Stay, Stay tuned, tuned for, more. for more. Bye. See you next time.